You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows and if you can please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us here at the lakers fast break five five dollar foot long oh actually you know what? subway charges six now so give that up it is truly appreciated well we were all wondering since ad unfortunately got injured but you know what we're gonna go ahead and try and, and do the best we can going forward but if you haven't heard the update on anthony davis he did go out of the ball game against denver is suffering from achilles tendonitis and a lower calf strain he after the M- mri said you know it showed that it was negative but still they're going to go ahead and be two to three weeks before they reevaluate him probably right around the all-star break and things of that nature probably won't play in the all-star game at this rate but you know what give him some time off because lebron is doing just fine and he did just that with an outstanding game once again 30 points 13 rebounds seven assists, and he was backed up by very good shooting from Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell. These additions to the team, we were kind of questioning, but you know what? There's no more in question right now, as long as they can contribute like this. And the Lakers did pull out a 112 to 104 victory with great defense in the fourth quarter. And here today to talk about not only the game itself, 80s injuries, and also as well, how it affects LeBron's MVP chances. We're going to start off first with a man who's returning to us from the shadows, as you can see right there. <laughs> it is the magic man, part of Lakerholics.com. And Sean, you got to go ahead and be glad that you come back on a day that the Lakers did earn this victory. Absolutely, Gerald. It was a, it was a well-earned victory. Going forward, this is the kind of game I think Lakers fans should expect. Any kind of offense we can manufacture without AD in there is a plus. And Dennis being able to get to the lines eight times tonight, which is really good for him. Harold got to the line seven times. So, I mean, if those guys can find a way to manufacture points... Um, while we're missing AD in any way, shape, or form, that's a positive because, as we've seen, 
the three-point shot will come and go with this team, and there are going to be nights when we don't have it. And usually, even with AD and LeBron, we find it difficult to create offense if the three-point shot isn't falling. So tonight was something... Um, it was a pleasant surprise, let's say that. Well, it was a pleasant surprise. I mean, the fact that Montrose Harrell, 7 for 7 from the free throw line, and Dennis Schroeder, 6 for 8, very aggressive, getting those foul called on them, doing what they can to create havoc. And again, after a kind of disappointing second quarter, when they just really came out, you know, just not very well, but closed out the half well with a slight lead at the half, they really poured it on in the fourth quarter and really put the clamps down defensively. A win's a win, and we'll take it any way we can get it, as Laker Tom said. And speaking of Laker Tom, he's here right now. It's the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, you got to go ahead and be impressed with what the Lakers did this evening, at least from three-player standpoint. I think there's a couple of things that show you that there was a little more focus on the game. While some players still struggled, we got uh, some surprises. First, we we shot over 40% from three. And uh, even though we got outscored by five threes from them, um, it was good to see this getting some rhythm. It was good to see uh, Markeith hit, hit three of them. Uh, it was good to see Gasol hit three, two, hit three threes. We need to have, we need to, you just, this is a modern game and you can't win the game uh, when you have huge deficits in a three-point shooting. And, you know, it's kind of funny thing. There's all this talk about how the Lakers basically were switching to a perimeter defense to try to stop three-point shooting. And it was going to cost them all of these points in the paint. The reality is, is that we're almost identical to last year in both points in the paint allowed and three-point shots allowed. And so one of the things that I think is focused as we move forward is we have to hit those shots. And then the other thing is the free throws. The big difference in Trez this year has been his confidence at the free throw line, which is shown also when he takes those little short mid-range jumpers on the baseline. And his free throw shooting was excellent tonight. And uh, his, his energy was excellent tonight. He came off great bounce back game by him. I thought a great bounce back game by Gasol and, and Schroeder was Schroeder was just speed killing everybody on the other side, getting to the rim. And, and, uh, and LeBron James, I know we're going to talk about his MVP candidacy. And I think that AD going out in some ways, you know, I'm, I'm the one who was always looking for the silver linings. And one of the silver linings I think obviously is going to be that this is going to give LeBron James uh, a freeway toward winning the MVP award. And I also think it's going to do something for the rest of the Lakers because the guys were the guys were really struggling to have fun playing. Um, the last month has been almost a trial at times, and you can see everybody just getting exasperated. You know, um, other teams. It seems like every game we play, there's somebody like Anthony Edwards who comes up and all of a sudden starts bombing threes on us and and playing really well. So it was a you know it. I think that this is a, a good period for us, and I'm going to take it as an opportunity rather than a detriment that uh, AD is out. It's an opportunity for him to finally get healthy because I think that his play all year long, he's had this problem the entire year, and I think his play all year long has reflected that. And so there's a couple of things. It makes it easier to replace him, if you will, or to, to have two or three players produce at a higher level 
to make up for what you're losing without him there. But it also forces us to go small and play the kind of defense I think that was good for us. You know, um, other than a couple of late minute threes, we almost held them under 100 points, even though we gave him, you know, 58 points at the start of the start for the first half. So I'm looking at the Lakers doing hanging on. I think we can go maybe eight and three, maybe nine and two, possibly over the next 11 games. Well, 80 is out. Um, we'll see what happens with the uh, all-star break, whether that's enough time for him to get back or not. Rich Paul, his agent, basically said he thought he's going to be out longer than than those 11 games. So we'll have to see what happens. But a good win for the Lakers. They came back. They played well. First time we've won in Minnesota since 2015, I guess, which is really seems amazing when you, when you look back at it. Um, but it's the first win now after uh, we start another win streak after losing that game and having 80 go down. And so, you know, you can't, you got to be happy with the way they came through in the fourth quarter. We played good defense. LeBron was spectacular as usual. Lakers now 22 and seven, still second place in the Western Conference behind Utah. Again, this is a very good performance by LeBron James, and we're going to need more of that going forward over the next two, three weeks. Uh, that's what I wanted to bring up with you guys, and that's what to we'll go ahead and close out the show with, is that with AD's injury, again, it's Achilles tendonitis and a lower calf strain. Two to three weeks, they're going to reevaluate re him at that time, so we'll see if he goes after the All-Star break before he plays or not. We'll see what happens there, but I was uh, listening to Zach Lowe today and just listening to his latest episode with, uh, you know, what's going on in the NBA and things of that nature. And, you know, he did have, uh, you know, a guest on today that I'm not exactly really enthused about because he's not actually the biggest Lakers fan in the world. And that's fine that you're not. Obviously, you're trying to go ahead and and share your opinion on it, but he always seems to be very detrimental to to the Lakers any chance he gets. But see, one of the things I was on uh, listening to and just thinking about as they were talking about the MVP was that in the next two, three weeks, this is really a time where LeBron can really stand out in this MVP race if he not only has great performances, but also as well, the Lakers can have a good winning record as well and stay in second place or maybe even past the Utah Jazz. But if they can just at least stay in second place in the Western Conference, that should solidify LeBron James' status MVP. I wanted to ask you this, Sean, before we head on out, and that is this. Your thoughts on what LeBron has to do to help this team win and win consistently so they can follow Laker Tom's guidance, predictions, over the next couple of weeks for an eight and three, nine and two record. Well, it's not like we're asking him to carry the weight of the world on his shoulders, Gerald. He's been doing that since what, 20, 2002. So I don't think we're putting too much more on his plate. Um, I'm not as chicken little on AD's situation. Our situation is the rest of the fan base and NBA seems to be. Um, I think we're, we can steady the waters here. And I think if LeBron continues to do 28-8 and 8 a game, I think we will go 8-3 and three or 9-2 and two or 7-4. and four. I think it takes um, a lot of people now to step up, especially defensively. 
as we saw, we're going to give up multiple second and third possessions on the defensive end. It's just going to happen. We're small. AD's not there to box out. And LeBron can't be in two places at once on the court. So I think it's a matter of guys stepping up defensively and helping him out there so he doesn't have to expend a lot of energy on that end of the floor while AD's out. I think that will really help solidify his MVP chances if he can focus more of his energy on the offensive end. Because as we saw tonight, if you play a pesky team like the Minnesota Timberwolves, you're going to give up second and third opportunities. And when AD was on the floor, we sometimes we would, but it wouldn't be on consecutive possessions. And we just saw it that there are going to be breakdowns defensively, and we're just going to have to live with the results. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But right now, again, if they focus like they did on the defensive end of the fourth quarter, they've got a good chance to win any ball game that they play. And the next ball game that they play happens to be at home against Brooklyn. So before I go ahead into that, Laker Tom, and before we close out the show, I want to tell you that, yes, the podcast I heard with Zach Lowe was with John Hollinger, who, again, is not a big Lakers <laughs> fan. And that's fine. That's, a, that's you think Rudy Boubert is the MVP candidate over LeBron James, which is yeah. yeah, and then uh, he not only said that, but his candidate right now is uh, Jokic, which, again, for a lot of people, Jokic is, is you know, an MVP favorite, but so is LeBron and so is Joel Embiid. With Jokic, it's a matter of his team being able to go ahead and be a little bit higher in the Western Conference. I think that's what uh, holds a lot of people back. But getting into that uh, last discussion for Brooklyn coming up on Thursday, and I'll also give you a chance, Magic Man, to shine in on this too before we head on out. And that is, hmm, Kevin Durant sitting out a couple games, a little bit leg soreness and whatnot, hmm, seemingly is going to come back on Thursday. What do you know? And Kyrie Irving out with a sore back. Hmm. Sitting out tonight's game against Phoenix, but hmm, going to be okay for Thursday's game against the Lakers. Imagine that. Imagine that. Well, they really need that win. You know, they need to beat the Lakers because they they have been, uh, to be honest, extremely disappointing considering the firepower that they have. Their defense has been terrible. Their second chance points have been terrible. They're uh, they're basically going to outscore people, and so uh, it's going to be a situation where 
I think right now with the Lakers playing small, it's it, it's going to be awful hard to guard and stop those guys on Thursday. But sometimes when everything looks like it's just the, you know, for the Brooklyn Nets, this is almost a trap game. And it it's might be nice for the Lakers to be on this side of the trap game for once. I'm sure that they're going to enjoy that. And, uh, and if they lose, even if they get blown out by the Nets, they're not going to be bothered by it because this is the regular season. We're just adjusting and so forth. Um, and I think we've got some, I think we've seen some good signs tonight. I think that the three point shooting hopefully is starting to regress to the mean on the other side and we'll start to hit more of our shots. Maybe Gasol is going to, you know, I like Gasol in the corner, frankly. I think that that's really the place where I'd like to see him more than at the top of the key even. And so we'll have to see what happens in that case. John Hollinger just is a joke as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) That's why he got fired from Memphis. Um, (laughs) He's the only analyst I know who was given a job running the, uh, running the salary cap for a team and then fired. So we'll have to see what happens. And I, I keep hearing comments from him that, that are just ludicrous. You know, I, Jokic, Jokic is definitely a MVP candidate and probably along with Embiid, the two candidates that uh, are, have the most threat with LeBron. It's going to be a huge advantage for LeBron because he's, he's got two things going against him. One being that he's won it so many times and, and it's always, it's always the story about who's the new guy who's going to knock off LeBron. And then the second thing is, well, he's got AD, you know, that's the other excuse that's always used by the John Hollingers of the world to say that he doesn't deserve to, to get an award. And the other side of it is a guy like Hollinger hardly ever watches any of the West Coast games anyway. So it's, you know, I think that this is a great opportunity for LeBron. And I, I almost presume that he is going to solidify his hold on that award. And by the time we get to the all-star game, I think LeBron will be a shoe in for that. And as far as the Nets go, watch out, Nets. It's a trap game. There you go. Admiral Akbar, where are you? Where are you? Uh, big shout out, though, to Jamie Sweet. Is a big shout out to him. But five great things. Go check out Jamie Sweet's latest five great things. But before we head on out, Magic Man, it is Thursday. It is the Brooklyn Nets. Any thoughts on the game before we head into Thursday and we return right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast? Yes, Gerald. I do. I believe Steve Nash will put KD at the five. And don't be surprised if Frank decides to switch it up and, and puts LeBron at the five. J- just just to see how that'll work itself out. I, it wouldn't shock me at all. Wouldn't shock me all as well. On Thursday, hopefully you guys will you'll be able to be back here so we can talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo's comments after playing the Utah Jazz. Uh, he made some comments that I want to go ahead and discuss in detail on that as far as what he said, and I'll leave that for that day. Plus also as well, I want to talk a little bit about the buyout trade market because some interesting things were said and is done as far as the Detroit Pistons holding out Blake Griffin and also the Cleveland Cavaliers now holding out Andre Drummond looking for a trade and possibly ending up in a buyout scenario. So we'll discuss that as well coming into the Thursday game that's at Brooklyn. Plus also, guys, I also want to talk about some more trade options. And Laker Tom always has some trade options available. One name, though, I want you to go ahead and ponder this. Okay? No opinions yet, but ponder this. Eric Gordon. 
All right. Well, that does it right now for the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our show. But again, catch Magic Man's articles on Lakerholics.com. He's highly opinionated, and he's also right there all the time at Lakerholics.com. And of course, the great articles that Laker Tom puts on his Medium.com site, plus also as well, Lakerholics.com. And for me, you're going to get more great podcasts here at Lakers Fast Break. You'll always see stuff there at Lakerholics.com. And, of course, Pop Culture Cosmos. If you want to go ahead and check out the latest and greatest in pop culture, you can check it there as well. But I truly appreciate everyone being a part of today's broadcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Once again, the Lakers pull out a nice victory. That was going to be just something that we hoped wouldn't be a trap game. I think, did Admiral Akbar call it? I don't think he, he calls every game a trap game. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure he thinking that this would be a trap game. But the Lakers did pull out, didn't fall into the trap. 112 to 104 over the Minnesota Timberwolves. No celebration this time, Crunch. Yes, exactly, exactly indeed. But LeBron, another great performance, 30 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists. Tell you what, you can play like this, MVP at 36, 18th year. Come on, it's a no-brainer. But again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And thanks again for being part of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.